0: Welcome to Lessons for Leaders podcast. This week, I'm talking to Louise Westra and we're sharing why you should look after yourself first. So listen in for conversation and information about why you need to ensure that you put yourself first, how to look out for compassion fatigue and what you can do about it, Why work-life balance is still important but needs to be appropriate for each and every individual and we chat to Louise about the book that she's written called You First and she shares the reasons that she wrote the book and what she aims to achieve from it. So join me on today's episode. I hope you get a ton of value. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. So I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer helping you and your workforce to increase performance without the impact on your well-being so that you can make the impact that you want in the world. Now I know you're probably sick of hearing me ask this but please do hit the little subscribe button on your podcast app so that you never miss another episode. Also please do make sure that you go over and leave me a review. It helps enormously for podcast host places to know what you like and importantly to be able to share it with other people. Recently, I've got a lovely mix of both one to one coaching with individuals, um, group coaching for managers in organizations, and then working with businesses with a series of workshops that are going to help improve work life and well being. And if you're thinking about what you're going to be doing in 2022, then my top tip for you is to be looking at resilience again and also revisiting some of those work-life boundaries. Some people are still struggling with the hybrid working, switching on emails early, not working their usual hours, working far more. So those are the areas that you can focus on. And if you want more, then do get in touch with me. We can book a call and talk about what are the common themes that I'm seeing and what sort of things might be able to help you individually or with your organisation. Get in touch with me, Emma at emmalankton.com. I'd love to hear from you. So today I'm joined by Louise Westra. Louise is a naturopath and best-selling author. And for the last 18 years, she's been collaborating with women and men to build and then sustain the best health of their life. She says this means being consistently energetic, hormonally balanced with an immune system that we can rely on. So Louise, welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. I'm delighted to have you here. Uh, I'm happy to be here, Emma. I love a good chat. So do you want to just start by letting the listeners know a little bit about what you kind of really do aside from the formal intro and what brought you to do what you do, really?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So My work is helping uh, high high potential and high performing uh, female leaders to put themselves first so that they are creating the energy levels and the resilience that they need for the life that they dream of. And I don't just want women to avoid burnout, I want them to be actively flourishing. So you and I both see this very uh, often that, so many women are striving for excellence within their profession and at the same time they are to some degree settling for mediocrity when it comes to their energy levels, their health, their immune system and so on because actually they're often unwittingly paying a price uh, for that and one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this area is because I had burnout myself in my late 20s.
0: And often we find that, don't we, that we're better and more passionate about what we do when we've had a little bit of that experience of these things or there's been something quite compelling either in our home life or in our work life that kind of drives us um, forward with that. But it also, I think, means that we really get people, don't we? Because we've got that ability to be really empathic and stand in their shoes. But sometimes that empathy can be a little bit too much as well can't it and that's what we can also find with the the leaders that we work with when they're in that we've talked about this a little bit have not we anyway within that caring profession if you like or because we care so much we can almost sometimes care too much can't we
1: yeah I mean (laughs) one of the things I've I've said to you I know is that compassion fatigue is one of the um it's probably the number one symptom that i now know tells me that i need a break so when i get to that point where i'm either kind of like i'm not really feeling you know i'm not really feeling empathy for this person but at the same time i'm also having moments where it's like i feel everything so deeply with every fiber of my being (laughs) that, that i know that i need a break and and actually that was one of the things in my you know even in my teens as somebody that that was very passionate about making a difference in the world, that I really had to learn to start budgeting my outrage because I was, you know, supporting lots and lots of causes as a teenager and in my early twenties and then wanting to be all the things for all the people and, you know, that archetype helper, which, does undermine if we don't if we don't have the boundaries in place if we don't learn how to balance our natural strengths you know when we consistently put the needs of others before before our own we we can only at some point uh find that that's to our detriment
0: yeah absolutely you know we've got all of these phases haven't we about um about i mean self-care and stuff that people do you know, dismiss a bit of self-care, I think. And, you, and there's these phrases about put your own oxygen mask on first and you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, I th- I've even seen recently little um, images about, um, you know, you wouldn't let your uh, phone battery go this flat. So why do you let yours? Recently, I think I've seen been saying, you know, there isn't really a work-life balance. I still think it is about balance. It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to spend as much time looking after ourselves as we do doing the work type thing um but it you know it is about that balance isn't it and in able to really reach that potential um you know professionally and personally for for people because we we spend such a lot of time at work
1: I think we are we're still challenged with this idea of you know what work-life balance looks like and that taking care of ourselves, and I don't like the term self-care for a number of reasons, because I think it underplays the absolutely fundamental need to look after ourselves first on a a very basic but consistent basis. But going back to this idea that, you know, there's still some level of weakness or softness if we, um, if we, if we are shown to um, not be doing all the things, if it's almost like still in some, certainly in some cultures, if we aren't, you know, really striving, really feeling pressure and so on, it's almost like we're not working hard enough when in actual fact, that is absolutely not true. And in fact, if we do feel like we're under the cosh more often than not then you know our ability to lead our ability to move up the levels and then you know create some level of cultural change is is going to be impaired
0: yeah absolutely and is that what what sort of drove you to write your book then so you've got a book out called you first haven't you
1: yeah it is it is exactly why i mean with the with the uh, start of the pandemic last year in March, I was seeing a lot of you know well you know we know that women um, overall uh, have come out of you know or have the last eighteen months have been much harder on them than on men generally. Okay, that is a generalisation, but generally speaking. At the same time, I was seeing a lot about, oh, you know, women have lost their surge capacity and, you know, then they're struggling to really meet the challenges of of the new normal and all this kind of stuff. And without sounding harsh, as far as I'm concerned, yes, of course, the pandemic has been an extraordinary event and there's both good and bad that's that's coming out of that. At the same time, women were already in a position where they're trying to create this work-life balance that really um, isn't necessarily uh, working for them without a real framework to understand what they need in the most basic sense because, and this goes back to what we were saying about self-care, self-care is such, such an overused term and also, a term that is so easily ignored now that you know it just becomes another thing to add to the list that we can't actually get to
0: exactly you know I long before the pandemic I was when I was going out to networking I can't even remember exactly what I said but you know your little elevator pitch you know and I used to say and I help you with whatever it was that I used to say but I used to finish it with and without adding more to your to-do list okay and then people would go, oh, oh, thank God. Oh, right. Yes. You know, um, because that's what I was hearing when I was doing my little elevator pitch was people were going, yeah, my coach would just tell me to do. No, oh, no, it's another thing on my to do list, but that's not what we need, is it? We need, you know, we need less. We need to do less. We need to make it easier. We need to have tools in our toolkit, strategies, routines. I talk about massively. Because, you know, they are there to support you. I go, they're not just for children, you know, and we've mentioned boundaries quite a few times. And obviously the listeners will um, know how much I talk about boundaries. But before the pandemic, I had some sort of core, you know, well-being type workshops that I would go into organisations and do. And the work-life balance one was one of them. Resilience was another and obviously, sort of stress management. So they were kind of core uh, topics. The work-life balance one was kind of the least booked, if you like. And then, and but it had a section in it about boundaries. And then come the pandemic basically pulls out the section about boundaries, made it into a kind of, you know, it's its entire like lunch and learn type workshop all of its own in order to help people who were working from home and working all the time. And, you know, we know what happened. And and that became the, the workshops that was most popular to give people tools and strategies. And sometimes the really obvious stuff, isn't it, Louise? Do you find that you have to almost help people realise it's the simple and obvious things that they can put in place? And they go, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that.
1: It's really for me, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book about bringing it back to, you know, what's good for that individual in the context of of their life. So, you know, with one person, it may be, as you know, that it is their boundaries that you need to start with if you're going to put in a strategy to help them come back from burnout or to avoid it because they can feel the depletion creeping in and their fatigue, you know, they recognize over the last 12 or 18 months has gotten worse and worse and worse. Somebody else who you know, um, uh, eats appallingly, it might be a case or, or doesn't eat all day, it might be a case of just creating, you know, a very simple way of getting some food in for, you know, at some point in the morning.
0: Absolutely. And we've got to find what uh, a personal thing that works for each and every individual, don't we? Um rather than a kind of here's my model and this is what you should do, then it just ends up it is more on your to-do list and it's a bit dictatorial as well as r- it really, isn't it? Rather than fitting each individual. I even in my corporate job, I was I was known as kind of the fixer. And if there was a problem, like everybody go to Emma, and you kind of just almost adopt that mode that you know you are the one that sorts things out you are the one that makes arrangements you know situations creep up and we don't even realize that we've picked up doing that thing that somebody else could do or forgotten to give ourselves five minutes to just drink a cup of coffee while it's actually hot yeah those
1: are those are the relatively insidious things that you know as you say if you are someone who is naturally organized um so you naturally you know take care of the firefighting and the you know both both within your working your professional environment and also within your personal um relationships as well it it, we have to be very careful and this comes back to strengths and values doesn't it we have to be very careful as i've said that whilst we must play to our strengths that also we know when to push back on others and ensure that they aren't relying on us doing things for them too much, but equally that we're not also doing things from a place of thinking that the way that we do things is the best way or the only way,
0: Exactly that. You know, and there's been a couple of times with even just with my husband and he'll go, oh, but you're good at it. And I just come back with, well, then you need the practice, darling. We can put levels of importance on things that, that sometimes, you know, don't need. Exactly. Don't. And then
1: we get resentful, right? Then we get resentful. Yeah. And then what happens is we often as women, we, you know, and particularly as well in, in the professional environment, We, we hold that feeling of resentment internally because we feel it wouldn't be, you know, it's obviously not going to be appropriate to let it out, you know, in a, in a burst, but but actually what we need to do is sit down and think about, as you say, what are the levels of importance of this? And actually, do I need to, in, in the working environments, do I need to support another person to be able to take that off my plate which might take a little bit of extra time initially, but you know, do I need to be holding things so tightly because I'm actually trying to control everything, you know, and all I'm doing is really amplifying the stress and anxiety that I'm feeling. And that's insidiously undermining my emotional resilience, my mental resilience, and also my physical resilience. But I do think, you know, I've seen on many, many occasions where women are just within, you know, reaching that pinnacle that they'd always felt they were capable of, but they find that they haven't now got the capacity, you know, emotionally and physically, and they know on some level they're paying the price, but they haven't, they haven't necessarily quite joined the dots
0: if you could ask people or if you could tell people, you know, do one thing or take one lesson away from this, what would it be?
1: It would be to put yourself first, to reposition yourself back into the centre of your life. Sounds really simple, doesn't it? But like most things that sound really simple, you know, it's a process, but it, it's that. Put yourself first.
0: And then and, and that's the essence of your book as well. So I suppose the other thing we would say is actually go and read your book. So it's available on Amazon, anywhere else?
1: Hardback is available in Waterstones. So, you know, and as you say, it is, it's, it's literally titled that you first. And it, it's the subtitle is your body, your needs, guilt-free.
0: And that's what I love is the guilt-free. I'm always talking about guilt-free as well. So you first. Your Body, Your Needs, Guilt-Free, available on Amazon, hardback in Waterstones as well. Louise, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you?
1: I'm on LinkedIn, just as Louise Westra, and I'm on Facebook, uh, Louise Westra Health Mastery, and sporadically on Instagram as Louise Westra Health.
0: Fantastic. So I'll put all of the links for that for the listeners in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing this um, with me today. There is so much synergy with some of the things that I work with and some of the things that I see, even though I work with both men and women. Um, But it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So, listeners, as I said, the links will be in the show notes please do, if you haven't already, please do hit subscribe. Do go and find the place to leave us a review. It's always useful to know what you are finding useful and informative. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.